Hey everyone, welcome back to the Jamie Star Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. So today is actually the one year anniversary of the podcast. One year ago today, I released my debut episode with experimental filmmaker and college professor Julia Yesbik. Now I am here one year later and my guest is from the original Broadway cast of Aladdin where she was a swing in the understudy of Princess Jasmine. My guest today is Lauren Chardulo. So what was it like making your Broadway debut in the original company of a show? Um, it was very overwhelming and very exciting. <laughs> um, we had kind of an interesting process because some shows will start in the city. Um, and so at the end of the day, like you go back at, to your apartment at night and you go about your normal routine. But with us, we started, um, we started our show in Toronto first. So we were all kind of, you know, like a lot of our family members couldn't come to Canada mm -hmm. and we couldn't leave Canada. So we really became such a true family during the whole rehearsal process. Um, and we changed a lot every single day during that time. So, um, so there's just like, so much information I know about everybody from that beginning group of that cast. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, we just became really, really close and we do dinners together. And like we, like me and the other swing were thrown on during previews, um, which was overwhelming. And we didn't have all of our costumes yet. Oh my swings. God. So she would do act one and then I would do act two. That was the only way. Oh, those, that was the only amount of costumes that we had. That's and then crazy. some stuff we wore that were other people's costumes. <laughs> Did you ever have to wear like so, Courtney's costume for anything? Um, I w yeah, some of her pieces, yeah. Like I think her, um, when she goes into the marketplace. The I purple. That. Yeah, in the beginning, um, I wore hers. And, um, but they always like that certain costume piece, they always wash. Mm -hmm. um, there's certain pieces that like people will share, like me and the other swing will share. Um, a piece of the the wedding dress mm -hmm. so that kind of it like clips off of each piece because you have a main skirt yeah and then there's like the very expensive beading that gets clipped like with buttons on top mm -hmm. so I share that with the other understudies whoever is covering mm -hmm. at the time how but far from the beginning so it's been you know like over six years of different people in and out or different mm -hmm. jasmine covers or different jasmines completely. yeah how far into the run of Aladdin did you get to go on as Jasmine, like, for the entire show? Um, so, Ensemble, it was, like, after a month of the show happening. Oh, no, well, yeah, like, a month of the show, and then I jumped in for one of the girls, because she had an injury. But Jasmine, maybe May or June. We opened in March. I know Courtney did like a very long stretch of just like never calling out. Mm -hmm. So maybe it was over the summer. I feel like it was, it was hot outside. Yeah. So I think, I think like after we opened probably, probably six months in, then she, she got sick. So I jumped in for her for one show, one or two shows. Yeah. How many times have you gotten to go on as Jasmine in total? Oh, over a hundred. Oh, wow. Yeah. Between Courtney and Ariel? 
Yes. Oh, wow. That's, that's actually really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, cause I keep track of everybody of like, not what ensemble tracks, but how many times I go on for an ensemble track. I forget what that number is. I could probably find it, but I know for sure that, um, when Rodney Ingram was playing Aladdin for a little bit, that was my 100th show as Jasmine. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> is being a swing in a show on Broadway easier or harder than you expected? Um, it's much harder. I've been a swing on tour a lot. So, um, like four shows on tour that I've swung for, but when you're on tour, your only responsibility is to do the show. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you're doing a show on Broadway, you have your family at home, you have your partner at home, Mm -hmm. you have other gigs that your agents want you to be auditioning for. You might book a TV gig. Um, so there's just so many other variables when you're doing a show in the city that people have to call out all the time. Mm-hmm. So I would be on constantly for ensemble members and a lot, obviously a lot for Jasmine because I've gone on over a hundred times just because like at one point, like Courtney was filming a TV show and then um, Arielle was doing um, a bunch of concerts with her brother. Mm-hmm. So there was just like a lot of opportunity and a lot more opportunity to like go on and know that you're probably going to be on tonight as a swing i actually saw ariel she was my first nessa oh cool in wicked and my first broadway show she was the first nessa that's amazing i wish i saw her in that because i'm sure she's so i mean and i've heard her sing alphabet stuff too and she's just so good mm-hmm. i loved uh her little chunk of dancing through life like the finally for Atlanta, she was actually. I really liked her version of that. Mm-hmm. I thought she yeah. did really well. It was her and Robin De Jesus were Nessa and Bach. Oh, how cute! So, I didn't know that he was her. Um, he was her Bach. That's cool. It was so cool. So, what is your favorite number in Aladdin? In the like, what's your favorite number in to do in the show? Um. The. The hardest is Friend Like Me, but it's, um, I'm sorry, the hardest is is um, Arabian Nights because you're so out of breath by the end. Mm-hmm. And there's like this whole like big swoopy dance part by the end of it. And mm-hmm. then you have to like hit a high C. Yeah. <laughs> so it's hard, but it's so exciting because you're like, you know, like out of the gate right away. Um, huge dance number. But the so it's that one's really fun because you get to um, interact with the audience a little bit where you can look at the audience. We're allowed to. Mm-hmm. And then once the genie says our story begins, it changes. Yeah. So now, okay, there is no more audience once the genie says that. So I like that um, we have a couple movements where we're looking in the eyes of the front row. Because you can see, like, the first 20 rows very yeah. easily. Um, and then Friend Like Me is is super fun just because that ending is so satisfying everyone goes crazy in the audience when after we finish the number and um it just is like an overwhelming i love that number i love the like the changes they made from the original like movie to it i love like the disney thing section and the country section and like i love that personally i really love that number a lot 
Yeah, I was actually just listening to it. From the beginning. Yeah, I was just listening to it last night on the original, like, album record uh, soundtrack with my friend last night. We were in the car listening to it, and a friend like me came on. I'm like, we were singing the whole time. Oh, yay. What was your... Since Toronto, it, it went through a lot of different phases, especially, like, with the magic. And then if things were not, like, um, culturally relevant anymore, they were like, let's change that because people don't know what that is anymore because it's from six years ago. Yeah. So we kind of switch as we go. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and they, they added, like, the Wakanda joke. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't have that, obviously, six years ago because there was no, what was that? <laughs> I feel like they're going to... Um add like a in one of these days they're gonna add like they'll change maybe the disney songs that are in the middle of the number so maybe they'll add like frozen or moana or something or something like that just to as great as like little mermaid pocahontas getting the beast as great as they all are i feel like just because of like time and the longer the show is on broadway i feel like they might add like you know let it go or uh a moana song or something like that yeah i hope so that would be really funny for a little bit, um, one of our genies would say at the end, let's get down to business. And they asked him to cut it. <laughs> <laughs> That's but actually that really clever. A, I know. I thought that was such a good idea to like end the number with that. Like, all right, Aladdin, let's, you know, he was just Im- improvising. But they were like, no, no, we can't use that because we don't have the permission or whatever the <laughs> case was. <laughs> what was your experience like touring and life on the road? Um, well, I did six, six years of touring about, and, um, I loved it. I got really good at it. Um, when, as soon as we would get to a certain city and I've done all types of tours, I've done tours that did one nighters. I've done tours that you stay put for a month. Mm -hmm. Um, so I often would get something through Airbnb or, you know, an apartment or live with a college student. Mm -hmm. I did that a bunch too to kind of like save money, but also have a kitchen because typically you live in hotels, obviously. When yeah. you go on tour, the company will put you up in a hotel. But I started to just not like that. It felt so like stale. And I like the idea of being able to cook my own food and feel like I'm in a more of a home environment that I could feel like this is mine. Um, so yeah, so definitely like living either with a roommate or um in an apartment complex is like kind of was my thing. And then I would try out all these different yoga studios in different parts of the country, which was very exciting and cool because they're so different all Mm -hmm. over the world. Um, And my favorite was in Salt Lake City. You are looking at gorgeous nature and mountains while you do yoga. That's so cool. It must be like so relaxing too, just looking at like your nice scenery, you're relaxing yourself. Right, exactly. And if you did yoga in New York City, you would never have a view like that. No, you'd hear hon- like and you hear honking and sirens, and it's like, that's not relaxing. Yoga, you're supposed to be relaxed. Right, exactly. So that was, like, my favorite experience of it. Is it easier or harder on being an understudy on tour or on Broadway? What's harder? Def- yeah, definitely way harder on Broadway. On tour, there would be, like, weeks sometimes that I didn't, that I wasn't on for West Side Story. Um, so I always like would make projects and things cause I didn't want to get like 
it's a it would be horrible to say like I'm bored like that's silly there's mm-hmm. so much I could be doing I could be working on my singing my dancing so I'd take like um uh I would do like ballet class backstage oh Dane Jasperson do you, he plays Samuel Seabury in Hamilton the name sounds familiar yeah so he's in the ha- if you've watched the Hamilton movie he's the original Seabury and is in the Hamilton movie so we would do a ballet class backstage a bunch and we'd like find empty bathrooms in the theater and like sing through songs acoustics are great in the bathroom exactly acoustics are great in the bathroom i've told many people how great acoustics are in the bathroom and in the shower absolutely so yeah so um yeah totally different being a swing in new york you're constantly on all the time Mm -hmm. and sometimes i would think i'm on for the fortune teller in the morning and then by the time I get to the theater, they're like, change of plans. We know it's only half hour, but instead of fortune teller, you're going to play one of the featured dancers because she's stuck on the train. So stuff like that happens all the time. Too. Oh, my God. Like, you're probably all costumed up, all ready to go. I'm like, okay, you got to change now. Right, exactly. Like, no, take that wig off or take off that makeup plot. You need the different a different lipstick or whatever. Yeah, oh, my God, that's like crazy. That. <laughs> uh, do you miss being on tour? traveling um it's kind of bittersweet sometimes I do miss it because I did love exploring my favorite thing when we would get to a city I would put all my bags down in whatever place I was staying in and then I would just go walk for like two hours yeah check the place out yeah and that was the best way to learn like what Dallas has to offer or what Salt Lake City has to offer. Like how do the people there live? Like I'm not going to, I wouldn't go to like a museum right away or like um, a monument right away. Mm-hmm. I would go just like explore the true mm-hmm. land of the area. Which show uh, did you enjoy touring with the most? Cause I saw on your website, there's a n- nice chunk of them. Yeah. Yeah. My my first tour was short, but my first tour was Wedding Singer. Then after that, I did Wizard of Oz, Chorus Line, West Side Story, Adam's Family, and The Little Mermaid. So that was like my slew of tours. Which one was your favorite? Um, it's hard to choose, but I loved doing Little Mermaid. It made me I so wish happy. that came here. I know. I wish it was it... so good. I wish and that, this that is, came here. This, this is like a newer version. So... Um, they changed the like tour version. It was a very small tour, but it's still a tour. Mm-hmm. Um, they made a lot of revisions to make it kind of faster paced. So they took out some songs and kind of like mm-hmm. took out the things that maybe gave it a lull. Yeah. In the show so that there was always something exciting. You always saw Ariel. You always saw Flounder. Um, it was really well done. Who was Ariel on that tour? Um. Jessica, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I can't think of her name right now. She's so good. I want to, I want to say it so that I make sure I say her name. I'll find it. Jessica Grove. Trying to think if I've seen. I'm sure if I maybe if I googled her and I see a picture of her, I'll know who she is. Yeah. Because that's like my Um, thing with like a lot of people from like Broadway and stuff. It's like. If I, like, if I either know their name, I know their face, or I know their face, and I'm like, wait a second, that's who that is? Yeah. Here, I can show you her picture. She does a lot of Disney. I feel like I've seen her before. 
she's amazing like just the perfect ariel beautiful voice just gorgeous she was so so good and it was just a happy bunch of people we just had a really great cast yeah uh which or uh, no when you were traveling did you ever forget where you were oh yeah <laughs> yeah we'd be in the dressing room and and we'd be like wait are we still in dallas are we in boston as especially when you're when you play cities that are so close like portland and seattle are right close yeah so that that was like a moment of like wait are we still in portland that would happen all the time especially if you're traveling a lot mm-hmm yeah what has been the best part about teaching oh my gosh i'd say well when people people often ask me like what's the best what's your favorite part about working on broadway is that i get to teach so it just me being doing aladdin helps me reach out to schools and other organizations that want me to come in and teach all the time because Mm -hmm. um not only just because i love teaching and i have a huge background in teaching but also because now i can share my story and my experience of doing tours and broadway with these young students who think oh maybe that's not attainable but that's what i thought when i was learning and and getting my education in theater Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, Broadway will never happen. That's like for special, famous, you know, celebrity people. But no, it's just a matter of working really hard mm-hmm. and keeping at it and having faith that you'll get there um, and making, you know, all the right relationships and connections. So that's what I love about teaching. And I started a, a virtual school. As soon as we Broadway closed, I, I said, you know, I can't just sit around and wait. I have to do something. Yeah. So, you know, so I've, I kind of created from, from something very small, I've created this virtual theater school where we do song and dance classes. We do theater classes where the kids are singing and acting through scripts and it's all ages. So I'll have some ages as young as like three in my dance classes. If I'm doing like something Disney, like under the sea, and they keep the movement really simple and, and easy for them to follow. I mean, you know, they don't have to be perfect at it, but if they're having fun and they learned like 10 new steps, that's all that matters. They're having a good time and they're dancing along the best to their ability with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I've, you know, but the majority of my kids are like seven to 16 mm-hmm. and then, you know, but it's really open to everybody. What, have you learned anything about yourself when you work with your students? Yeah, I've, um, when helping my voice students with their technique, I've actually found ways of, of using where I'll explain a trick to them. And then I realize, oh, that note used to be hard for me, but now it's, it's much easier. Like the, I think just the practice of singing with my students and singing over and over again. Now I've expanded my range vocally during this time. Mm-hmm which is kind of interesting. Whereas like while doing Aladdin, I didn't have the amount of time to focus on my voice and strengthen my voice where that I do now. Yeah. So now I feel like because I'm working with so many voice students, um, my voice is stronger because Mm -hmm. I've been like using it so much. What do you enjoy uh, doing when you aren't teaching or performing? Um... I guess it's kind of a simple 
answer, but watching TV and movies with, with my husband, that's it. <laughs> I'm like pretty, I'm a pretty simple person. Like my, I like to make my whole day about teaching and what videos can I edit for my students so that they can like see themselves mm -hmm. acting through a script. So I spend like 12 hour days usually working on my small like theater school. Oh, um, wow. So when I take a break, it's usually to like watch a movie. <laughs> yeah. You can never go wrong with that. That's for sure. Especially during yeah. these times. Exactly. What do you miss about Broadway? Oh, man. Um, I really miss like the, the people who would come to the stage door that we would get to meet. Like huge Disney fans and um, mm -hmm. and like the little kids. Seeing them was so cute. Oh, like the little Princess Jasmines? Yeah, like you'd always see them in the audience. It was just so adorable. There was one family that dressed up like the whole cast. That's so cool. <laughs> so like a little five-year-old girl in a Jasmine costume, a little like two-year-old boy dressed like Abu, the monkey. <laughs> That's so cute. It was so cute. And then like the dad was dressed like Jafar. I forget what the the mom had some costume on, maybe like also a, she also had like a jasmine costume, but stuff like that was just the best. Oh yeah, dedication. Yeah, that's so cool. Uh, are there any shows that you would like to be a part of someday that you haven't gotten to do yet, like on Broadway or anything like that? Yeah, I'm I'm secretly obsessed with the fan of the opera, <laughs> and I would love to do that show so badly like and I'll do anybody like be a swing be a Christine understudy be in the ensemble like anything at all I would just love to do that show what's your favorite post-show snack oh that's a good question hmm well I don't know if, how much you've stalked my Instagram but I have a small obsession with Oreos <laughs> you can never go wrong with Oreos Oreos are my favorite. So yeah, after after the show and I get home late at night, always a couple of Oreos before bed. Have you eaten any of like the new like flavored ones? Oh yeah, that's my favorite part of it all. And it like it started to become like this whole thing where if a new flavor came out, I'd make sure I buy it and I'd always be like checking different stores to see if they have something that I haven't tried. Mhm. Mm and then I would, so I'd buy like, let's say five boxes of Oreos to try one of each box. Mm -hmm. And then I'd put them throughout the theater so everyone else can eat them. So you'd like. <laughs> you'd be like, like the first taste tester. Yeah, exactly. So like at the water cooler, there'd be like three boxes of Oreos because there's always snacks around a theater, no matter what theater you're in, there's mm -hmm. always some snacks around. But yeah, that was like my thing. And then people started bringing me Oreos. <laughs> That's amazing. What's your favorite junk food besides Oreos? Oh, hmm. French fries. Yeah. You can never go wrong with them at all. So, you can never go wrong. Night. You can never go wrong with French fries. Desi Oakley said the same thing. She was like, French fries. You're probably surprised I said that so quickly. I love French fries. Yep. That's what Desi Oakley told me. It was so funny. So what are three things you can't live without? Oh, man. I can't live without my piano. <laughs> I can't live without 
dancing every day, even if it's like a small boogie in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. <laughs> There's like so many TikTok videos. You know, you're a dancer when. Oh, yeah. And it's like, and it's like people turn doing turns in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. um, if I'm like cooking in the kitchen, I'll always like throw in a couple of practice turns. Like always. Just that's that's my thing. And um, what else? And I, I hate to say this, but I can't live without my phone. <laughs> Same. Same. Just like always checking emails, always seeing if like there's new students who want to take a class mm -hmm. or, um, yeah. Who are some of your musical influences? Oh my gosh. Well, first and foremost, Audrey McDonald. I, I saw her, um, I saw her live in like so many stages. So like when I'm like really little at like simple fundraiser concerts where like nobody really knew who she was quite yet. Yeah. She wasn't doing TV and movies or anything like that. Um, so like, yeah, just these like little, it was like a, the one I remember the best, but it was in somebody's backyard, literally. Oh my God. And it was um, Anne Hampton Calloway and Liz Calloway, the two sisters. Mm -hmm. They were. Um, I just watched them were... on Stars in the House. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then Audrey McDonald sang a bunch of songs. And um, it was just a simple fundraiser for Westchester County. And I was like, oh my God, Mom, we have to go to this. And you literally brought your own lawn chair. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And I got to meet her after, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm, like, your biggest fan. I can't believe that we're meeting right now. It's just, like, amazing. And I remember she said to me, you must be a soprano because your voice is so high-pitched. That's amazing. And she, was, she was so nice. She was just the nicest, sweetest, most humble person in the world. I just think her voice and her acting is just the best. She's yeah, I know her from Beauty and the Beast, the live-action Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. I never knew yeah. who she was until then. Oh, wow. Okay, and then, like, yeah. all of a sudden, she's, like, popping up everywhere. I'm like, who is this? Is she, like, a Tiffany Haddish popping up out of nowhere? Yeah. But. Yeah, she, like. No, yeah, she has a whole, I like, Broadway from, background. Like, ragtime. Yeah. What is something you hope to accomplish in the future? Um, I hope to eventually teach at a college. Oh. Yeah. I would love, love, love to do that. Like, does, do you want it to be, like, NYU or something like that, or could it be anywhere in the country? Honestly, it could be anywhere. I just, um, but the, like, the musical theater students who are, like, all students I love, mm -hmm. but the, like, Broadway-obsessed musical theater students who are in college and are, like, this is what I have to do, this is what I've got to do, they have so much passion and excitement mm -hmm. for, for doing theater that I think that would be so fun. Because mm -hmm. I've taught at so many different types of places. Some are recreational where the kids go there after school and it's like to have fun. Mm -hmm. you know? And I love that type of teaching as well. And I keep it like more simple. It's not, you know, about like, you've got to get to Broadway. It's about let's have a good time and have fun. And this is for education and it's for um, exercise, right? Yeah. So that's great. But um, like, yeah, I would love to teach like musical theater majors like dance the theater singing all of that yeah 
Once again, this has been Lauren Chardulo, Aladdin Swing and Understudy for the role of Princess Jasmine. I will see you all on Tuesday when I talk to the star of the Anastasia North American Tour, Lila Coogan.